ever wondered what that sign was? A sign for what? Maybe a sign that Jesus is accessible to everyone. A sign that the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills can relate to a homeless person. Because Jesus never had a home. Never had a place to rest his head. Maybe it was a sign that God would have nothing to do with the social status of mankind. A sign that he detests the splendor of humans because it's not worthy of him. But it was a sign for us that we should follow suit. In fact, the Apostle Paul later on would write, we should have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. That although he was the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but that he made himself nothing, becoming a servant, being made in human likeness. A servant. You see, being a servant is, is messy. And Jesus set this incredible example for us. I mean, he got down on his knees and he washed feet. The God of the universe. The God who deserves the best of everything. God on his knees. He's the God who came to the world and was laid in a manger, a feed trough of all places. Why such a messy place? Because he was following a messy plan. So needless to say, that very first Christmas was dirty. It was grimy. Yeah, so good. The reason he came to get messy, what did he say? Jesus said no life is too low, too lost, too messy, too far gone to be out of his reach and beyond his love. No matter where you are, where you've been, what you've done, you're never too far. Your life's never too big of a mess. That's why he came the way he came. To show you that he is here at the very level that we live at. Not above us. But I've always been amazed, as Tommy brought out in that video, of John 13 when Jesus washed his disciples' feet. To think that God would get that low to even wash the dirt off the feet of those that he had called to follow him. What an amazing God. Amen? Amen? Well, let me close with just reading this from Oswald Chambers. And I love his devotional. If you, if you don't have it, I just encourage you can order them online. But it's just called uh, My Utmost for His Highest. It's just a, a, a one-year devotional. And uh, we give out our word for today. And, and they're awesome, the devotionals we give out quarterly in that. But I've been through this one, I don't know, for about five years or more, I've been going through this one every year and reading it. And every time I read it, it has something that speaks to me and challenges me. And I want you to listen to his de devotion for December 25th for tomorrow. I'll just read it ahead. From Isaiah 7:14, it says, Behold, a virgin shall bring forth the son, 
and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interrupted, I mean interpreted God with us. God with us. Wherever you are today, whatever your choices are, you need to know God is with you. Unto you has been born a Savior to reach you, to redeem you. Think about this. His birth in history. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Luke 1.35. So hear this. This is so good. Jesus Christ was born into this world, not from this world. He did not evolve out of history. He came into history from the outside. Jesus Christ is, the best, is not the best human being. He is a being who cannot be accounted for by the human race at all. He is not man becoming God, but God incarnate. God coming into human flesh. Coming into it from the outside. He is life. The highest and the holiest. Entering in the lowliest door. Wow. Our Lord's birth was an advent. It was a coming. And listen to what he said. That's his birth. But then Oswald goes on to talk about our birth, his birth in us. Paul says in Galatians 4.19, Of whom I travail in birth again, praying for the church, until Christ, listen, be formed in you. Why did Jesus come the way he came? How did he come? He came so we could receive him. So just as our Lord came into human history from outside, so he must come into me from the outside. My question is, have I allowed my personal human life, listen to this, to become a Bethlehem? Have you allowed your life, will you allow your life, to be a Bethlehem that Christ could be birthed in you. I cannot enter into the realm of the kingdom of God unless I'm born from above by a birth totally unlike natural birth. Jesus said, you must be born again. This is not a command. It's a foundational fact. The characteristics of the new birth is that I yield myself completely to God and that Christ is formed in me. Immediately, Christ is formed in me at that point. His nature begins to work through me. Why? Now think about this. This is his closing statement. Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. And he came in such a way that God could manifest himself in your flesh as well. God wants to be manifest in flesh. Jesus came the way he came was so that you and I, being fallen humanity, could be redeemed and once again have the life of God manifest and expressed through our lives. Think about it. God manifest in the flesh. That is what is made profoundly possible for you and me by the redemption. So this morning, right now, we're going to take communion. If the usher is going to come and help me, and we're going to take communion. And what's amazing about what Jesus said, 
Listen to what he said. He said, this is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. And he did this in such a way to tell us that this is what I'm doing. I'm giving my life to you in such a way that you can understand that my life is coming to you from the outside in. God's gift to you is to come to you where you are into this messy, fallen, broken world that we live in in such a way that in the midst of our mess, and I shared with you last week, I'm just always amazed that how I could come to the Lord with a totally broken, wasted life and just say, Lord, I repent, forgive me. And He forgives me and He causes His life to be birthed in me. And these last 45 years, living out my life through His life in me, it's so amazing. You can't fix. Why did Jesus come the way He came? Because you can't fix your life. How many know we hate giving up control? We like to be in control. And we really like to help God out because we think he worked way too hard. So we're just going to help him out so he doesn't have to work so hard at fixing us. God, I'll get some of this done for you. We're kind of like we're the sous chef. We're going to prepare everything for him. We'll slice all this up, slice and dice everything so you don't have to do all the details. We take care of the details. You just handle the big stuff. He says, no, the devil's in the details. Amen? When you won't let God have it all, you keep holding on, and the enemy keeps messing things up. But something happens when you just surrender and say yes to God, and you make your life, as Oswald Chambers said, a Bethlehem where Christ can be birthed in you, and you receive his life, because God desires you to know what it's like to have his life manifest in yours. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Father, we're amazed today by your grace and your wisdom that you could send your word spoken into the womb of a woman to create the life of your son. And Lord, today we open our hearts to you just as Mary did. And we say, be it unto us according to your word. Lord, let us receive that truth of your life birthed in us and your son formed in us just as he was in Mary's womb. And that you are redeeming us with your son back into your presence. So Father, we thank you today for your amazing grace and your love given to us through your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something else because this is so important. This, you say, well, why do you use red grape or white grape juice now? Some people ask that because people spill. <laughs> Amen. So, this is, this is not grape, grape juice. This is grace juice. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, this morning, but... 
God's, I always say, well, because the blood makes us white as snow. So we're just doing the other Amen. side of redemption. Amen. But these elements, mom and dad, remember with your children what these elements represent. Jesus said, this is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. Do this and remember me. When you receive this, you're receiving my life into your life. I'm giving you my life. It's called the great exchange. We give him our life through repentance. He gives us his life and gives us eternal life. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? Father, we thank you today that you sent your son in such a way to be formed and given life, the same life we share. But he came from you, from heaven. And Lord, you gave up all that you were. You laid it all down to be formed and fashioned in flesh like us, to live a life that could be given so we could be forgiven. So as we hold these elements in our hands, Father, we humbly realize how much you love us. And we open our hearts to you. And we want your life formed in us. Thank you, Lord. You gave your life so we could receive from the outside in your life to heal, renew, and restore and give us life with you in God's presence for all of eternity. Thank you for your body given and broken for us. In Jesus' name, would you receive the bread with me? And we thank you that you shed your blood as the cleansing agent of our life. And we thank you that we don't have to defend ourselves. We don't have to speak on our own behalf. It's your blood that speaks and declares that we are forgiven. It is now the robe that declares we are righteous. So we thank you for the cleansing, redeeming power of your blood over our lives. In Jesus' name, would you receive with me? Amen. I'm amazed that we have a God who loves us so much that he made a way to come into this world to redeem us to himself. And I want you to just, I shared this last week, I want you to go away with this thought. We quote the verse all the time, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away, all things become new. But Jesus and the Father were restored and are now one again. And you are now in him, you have his life in you, and you are in him. 
the same way that Christ is in the Father, you are in relationship with them. Amen? You're not roaming around outside. And we're, we're completely in life together with Him. It's such a glorious thing. And I pray that that just gets down in your heart and you understand how much God has loved you and what He's redeemed you to. Eternity life with Him in Himself. Amen? Amen. And when you get to heaven, we get to see that crazy oyster. But the greatest thing is, is that we get to see and live in the presence of God for all of eternity. Amen? God bless you. We love you so much.